Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The Blues Brothers from 1980 features Jake and Elwood, that's John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, on a mission from God to save an orphanage and get the band back together. Uh, joining us today from Seas Get Degrees podcast and the Chad M. Smith brand, Chad M. Smith. Welcome, Chad. Thank you for um, joining us today. Ooh, welcome, man. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, thanks for being here today. Um, now, um, this podcast is a commentary track format, so to speak. And the reason for that is because you, you are not alone. I know many people listening might say back to me, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone. There's, there's no one else here with me. And so what I mean by that is when you have someone to go to a movie with, when you have someone to watch a movie with, movie watching can be a social activity. But when you uh, don't have anyone to go to a movie with, when you don't have anyone to watch a movie with, then it becomes a, a solitary and um, solo activity. And so if you want to listen to this podcast as a commentary track, um, I will be, and, and Chad will be on the other side as well of the uh, pause button. Um, so I'll, I'll watch the movie with you. Uh, Chad will be watching the movie with you. So we'll both uh, be here with you. It might not be the whole movie. I'm pretty sure it will not be the whole movie, <laughs> but it'll be um, part of it at least. I did want to mention uh, a couple numbers for your reference. Uh, there is a crisis text line in the U.S. You can text HOME. H-O-M-E to 741741 in the U.S. And in the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Um, so, so welcome, Chad. Um, thank you for um, being here today. No problem. Thank you. Um, I, I um, wanted to mention up front the Blues Brothers classic, definitely classic movie. I mean, no doubt about that and it has for, for the most part did the test of time I mean it really has and I, and I say for the most part because I, I do want to acknowledge um, those who might take issue with the notion of the, the cultural appropriation thing meaning the the, the two white guys Jake and Elwood and, and their uh, love of, of the blues so I, I did just want to acknowledge that um, for those who, who might be listening, I, I'm not I'm not indifferent to, to that to that concern. So I did want to mention that, but um, definitely it, it is a, a classic that has um, held up well, though. I mean, yeah, and and the break it down simple form. We're going to go past the outline here, and I'm, obviously we're going to give a commentary side of it of, of mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing. I think what it is is if we go through on like a like a traditional professional uh, professional route on this. Mm -hmm. A lot of these characters, prior SNL, put the time and the effort and the 10,000 hours in doing their craft. So these guys, prior getting into this movie, master their craft. So you can tell once they hit the screen, they turn that button on. They knew they're professionals, but yet they knew they, they can improv it to get the emotion out for people. Exactly. And and that really shows through in, in the movie. And even the, for those who are watching it, the opening sequence is just, just when it sets, the, it sets the setting because it's, it's, there's no opening music. It's, it's like, a, like, it goes like this, the um, scene is just, it's like nothing. It's like just the city noise, basically. 
and then when he gets so the, the the scene leading up to when uh, Jake is is released, so it kind of walks you through to to that that point. So it it uh, that's a, a nice nice part of it is the movie opens in probably the best way a movie can open, <laughs> just with, with with quiet, and then it builds up from the quiet. Um, that that's a great way for a movie to start. <laughs> And, I, and I'm a laughing, and I've seen this millions of times, and I'm sure you've seen this millions yeah. of times. Anyone that's wrong, comedy, <laughs> seen it millions of times. Sure. I think what it is, is they it was so quiet. It's like build, build, build. And then you knew it was going to be a long, funny yeah. road when that yeah. guard goes, Jake, or uh, uh, Jake Blues, one uh, fresh shoe. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> one used prophylactic soil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Stuff like that, where it's like, okay, we're in a row here because this is going to be fun because they're just throwing stuff off top just to make it hilarious right away. Yeah, exactly. So so I I did want to... so obviously, I, I did want to, want to um, acknowledge the, the the movie that um, again, and and there's no requirement that that you do watch the movie with the podcast. Um, it's so so there is so we always want to make an effort to have some commentary so that people have you know, so that there's truth in advertising in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's so now that 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 if I said if I check the box, you know check you know check the, the box and then move on, would that sound mean? Like no, uh, people no, no, here <laughs> at the commentary track and now let's get to the other stuff. Um, but I, I did want to um, ask you about um, watching this movie though, I'm sure it brought up some of, some of the influences that brought you to, to, to where you are today. And I was wondering if, if you could um, speak to, to some of those influences. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, Obviously, comedy is a huge, well, comedy and rock and roll. So it, it's a complete blending of both worlds, especially what occurred in this. Actually, it's a perfect blend for this movie because it's, it's a both worlds in one. Um, growing up with a lot of Dan Aykroyd, a lot of uh, John Belushi, a lot of uh, the SNL, original SNL characters. So like the, the Chevy Chase's, the, uh, geez, I'm missing Bill Murray's. And yeah. what it is is and we can just shoot down this route right away, but the people that have the most scars, damage, all that stuff, actually take their love and support out for comedy. So like a lot of them are comedy people because they know what it's like to kind of feel hurt on the other side, but on the other side of it is they feel people's emotions to where they can take them for a ride for like a, like an entertainer would say, like we, we take you for an hour, enjoy you and let you escape your reality. And then, yeah. you know, say thank you, whatever, and, and put you on your way. So um, this one, my influences is a little bit of attitude mixed with comedy. So like the attitude came from um, getting raised up with 70s rock and roll. So like my, you know, my mother's uh, the only daughter of three brothers. So like she got raised up in music right away. And she got raised up listening to like Heart, um, Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, Heart, Heart's great. Yeah, so like... Yeah. Um, even though she doesn't like them, but like REO Zeppelin, I could go through a whole list list of stuff. So like the typical seventies rock and roll where it's a, it's a Gibson guitar mixing with the Marshall amp and just screaming. So like the journey solos, just, just that energy where it's like, it, it takes your oh, ACDC. We'll just say it. Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> it, 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 it takes you at, at like a, as a 
you're kind of prepping in on like a level three and then all of a sudden it hits your blood and you're at like a level oh, 10. Definitely. Definitely. It, so that's, that's where the little rebelness came on my end of it. And I don't even want to use the term rebelness. It's just like you go against the grain. It's like everyone goes this way, you know, you're, you're fighting upstream just because that's who you are. Um, of it added in that comedy prior, because like I said, it, it, people with emotional intelligence or vice versa are the ones that have been hurt the most tend to show it in comedy. But um, I ended in uh, kind of took the rebelness with the, the goofiness and kind of just, you know, intertwined them to kind of just be my own personal per uh, brand Definitely. to a point Definitely. and uh, causing that to just be goofy, fun, crank the music. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a weird state of mind that people don't mm -hmm. get that's haven't been there, but it's like a, it's like a true little attitude, like a rock and roll song with comedy mixed into it. Cool. And, 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 and the fun part, just the pure unadulterated fun. I think there was a, I want to say Matthew, might've been Matthew Sweet. He had some album a few years ago, hundred percent fun. Oh yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, I'm loosey goosey, not loosey goosey. Obviously there's, there, there's needs to be professional. I need professional, mm -hmm. but um, I live my life uh, fun, loose, improv, um, just more of, at the beginning for the future now more in the moment because you never know when you're going to pass away. Exactly. And that's, um, and, and, and that, and that phrase you used, it has a double meaning, so to speak in our present moment in time with all yeah. the, the craziness that's been, um, going on you know pick pick whichever and i'm sure people listening and, and i'm sure you and, and and me as well have probably any number of different uh um variables that that statement you, you said that that could apply to all i'm gonna answer it this way is i run down the middle and yeah. i i used it the best way of them well i mean there's two ways people with the strongest emotional intelligence will keep their mouth shut and just kind of like <laughs> which battles they want to fight but of the other end of it is you walk a, I walked down the middle, but I learned long time ago from some guys that were dealing with Chicago or whatever, like, yeah. like the behind the scenes, yeah. dark stuff. Um, what they pretty much tell you straight out is uh, they, they tend to distract people with something while doing something behind the scenes. So yeah. once you get used to what's going on, you understand that there's something behind the scenes occurring. And, uh, that's as far as politics I'm going to go. But that's, <laughs> no, that's, no. And what, because what, what I was referring to was all, you know, all, all the COVID stuff and all the, Oh, you know, that the, way. The, yeah. the fires and, you know, the, all the fires going on in the West. So that's what I was referring to. I didn't mean it in, in, in a political way <laughs> necessarily. I thought you might like the, cause obviously Racine's two hours from here and then the Twin Cities is uh, four hours from here, so I mean, yeah. Had... So that, that that's that, that's what I was referring to when when you when you said about the alluding to the, the mortality. That's what oh, I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, and, yeah. And plus and... the the continuing uh, loss of you know actors and you know musicians and whatnot that you know mar marches on and just that that feeling of mor mortality. Uh, so when, when you mentioned that, I immediately my heart just just jumped when you when you said that. It's really weird, and, and I don't even want to joke around because it's going to be a terrible day when it occurs, but it's really weird when you listen to the bands that you grew up with, like the Rushes, the Ozzies, the, uh, geez, the Eagles, the, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, a guy that you're 
playing with like you're hearing you're getting influenced by all of a sudden it's like oh yeah he's like 75 years old passed away i'm like <laughs> like the, and i'm gonna use neil pert for example like yeah. neil phenomenal drummer and he Definitely. influenced millions and millions of people drumming and the, 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 the drummer from from rush correct yeah nobody like you knew something was up because usually rush is pretty open with their stuff and all of a sudden it's like yeah we're doing this 40th and then poof like they just went away yeah. i respect i respect alex and getty for <laughs> keeping it quiet because that's just that's how neil i mean if you do if anyone knows anything about rush that's how neil is he's kind of more behind the scenes keep it quiet just exactly loves his mu- musical side of it and uh yeah stuff like that where all of a sudden you're seeing your icons that you grew up on and influence and they start hitting that age where you know their back nine's done pretty much yeah it's yeah it's it's a weird feeling there was a i still like a lot of punk music and there was a descendants album about maybe two or three years ago and all the lyrics of all the songs and it was depressing i'm not going to knock the i'm not going to knock the descendants but there were parts of the album that were just uh, you know uh just a weird listen to because they were all singing about getting older yeah not just like older older but like no no french fries no um and it was like okay so i remember the descendants you know you know when i was younger now i'm hearing them recent day it's like this is what they're singing about us so yeah that that that, that weird feeling I, I kind of wish the lead singer Clash would still be around here because they, they would probably be the full circle one where they'd be like all, you know, like they came out in the seventies <laughs> and eighties rebel and everything. And then now it's like, Oh man, got to pull the milkshakes. Uh, I'll kind of, yeah, know. we, we could definitely use some Joe Strummer in the world. No doubt. Oh about man. I just, I, I love the attitude. And this is, like I said, it goes back to my influence where it's yeah. like, you know, you're, I'm happy now. I went through a long path to get there, but like, you're not afraid to lift your filter and be yourself. Yeah. And like Joe's, the the strummers, the Neils, the the guys that make it to the top, obviously they went through their journey to get there. But after being there successful and they, they get past all the naysayers and, you know, BS and all that stuff, like they just become themselves and have fun with it. Exactly. Well, well, what were, um, you had made mention of some of the experiences that you've had that brought you where, where you are today with, um, with what you're doing. What, what were some of those experiences? out um the it actually blends into my why and the why is actually kind of evolved around the experiences so growing up um i'm 34 and growing up in the early 2000s late 19 you know late 90s uh, it's even something like your age where people that were brought up old school so like the ones that lived through the 70s and 80s and all that stuff that depression wasn't really a big thing you just knew something was there but it, it's kind of like, okay, my brain's kind of going this way, but why am I negative? Why, you know, it's, you never felt it. Well, ended up being, um, my light bulb finally went off a year ago. Um, the reason for that is I started going through, started seeing people in my high school starting to pass away with drug addiction. Um, both prescription and uh, meth. And then on the other side of it, I think the last couple months, I saw two people die with cancer. Um, Obviously, my grandpa passed away, and he had a huge depressional issue. Um, And I'm not blaming him for that. It's just back in the day, they never had the ability to get it out. So because all these deaths and stuff, I was open with my grandma down the road, and I had a huge drinking problem. And she's like, hey, and I never knew this. Like, my family keeps a tight lip, but, like, she's like, hey, 
don't become like my brothers where they would just stay in the bar, get depressed and just buried. Well, once you start digging further, you notice that it's on all three sides. So like my, my real father, and I got raised up by my stepfather, but like my real father um, didn't know his father. So all that back energy stuff of all the negativity and stuff rolled in when he married my mom, he couldn't empty his brain of that. So he had additional issues of working too, you know, not saying working too much. I work hard, but like, that's how he escapes his addictions while causing a divorce. So like I got raised up to having a father that was never a father because he never knew what his father was. Um, he grew up in a rougher part of town. Um, I've, heard stories of them being on a dirt floor. It's just like a a welfare baby. So like he would always fight and scrap and keep it. Well, obviously that rolled into my life because, and I don't want to use the term baby daddy issues. It's not even that it's just, it's daddy issues because even though, you know, I'm 34 once again, back in your twenties, you're, you're always trying to outrun someone just to kind of prove them wrong. Yeah. And if you don't relate to your daddy issues or relate to your mama issues or whatever it is that the issues that are boiling into it, it's going to roll in your, your uh, marriage, your girlfriend or whatever. So like I rolled mine into my ex-wife now and that caused a wrench in there too. So a lot of these depressional issues and stuff are starting to find out they're hereditary. And I looked at it as the basic side of it. Like, dude, I, I, my depression rolled into my previous marriage. Well, there's a big effect in there that caused my divorce to occur on her end of it and my end of it. It was a collective thing, but like yeah. she caused the initial pushover. Well, I used the pain from that to escape with alcohol. So like I would bury my, myself into a bottle of uh, Tito's every night. Yeah. Drinking and drinking and drinking. And obviously when you have a dish, uh, addiction personality, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. It's, it's like you chase the high. You never, you're not alert enough to realize that. And now. Um, well, always, always looking, look, always looking for the next high, always looking for, for the next buzz. Well, yeah. yeah. And now I realize, obviously I'm clean. Now I'm like 200 and let's just say 290. I know it's plus side a little bit, but yeah. Um, when you're at that stage and you kind of eliminate that in your life, you realize that like me, I become an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. Well, the high is from your adrenaline. So like anything I chase would always be like giving me a natural high energy push or whatever. So that's like the additional side of it saying, yeah. Hey dude, you have addiction problems. So yeah. cleaning up got me alert to where, and I seeked out help. Well then starting to find out people are like, Hey dude, your journey is amazing. And like I said, I paraphrased it here just because of the time, but yeah. people are like, why don't you, put all your humor and lessons and all that into a podcast. And I just never thought of it at the time. And all of a sudden my buddy's like, dude, I'm going to hook a mic up. We're going to have a podcast. I'm like, what? And you know, I, I cannot thank, give them the guys that I know in my life is Mm -hmm. I I have to give them credit for it, but I, I can't even thank them enough. How many times that they, not to expose, like expose it in a positive way of what this industry is and how many people we can help doing it. So like, I never back May 1st, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing and opening up the avenues I'm opening up to. So yeah, no, I run a podcast that's comedy and mental health. It's a, it's a great way to reflect the movie because um, Jake or 
not Dan Aykroyd, the other one, John Belushi had yeah. addictional issues. Definitely. So it's it's a good parallel with what we picked. Definitely. And they and what you're describing, that's been essentially a lifelong journey where that you you were able to, to work through a lot of that negativity and and get to the other side and the other side and, and you know the light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train it's really a light at the end of the tunnel that's your addiction can be a train on a hyper a hyper train like they have in japan it can take you and take you down <laughs> some roads that yeah. can go but i got very lucky i it's i I have very good mentors in my life and that's a key thing with people that are struggling with this. You got to get positive people and mentors in your life to kind of kick your rear end at times. Yeah, you know, nicely saying that. Um, they always kept me focused. They always kept me. It's like, Hey, look at this or Hey, prop yourself up. And I can go down millions and millions and millions of saying that, you know, I had a friend of mine that would always send me scripture just to kind of keep me in line. Mind you, I was still drinking at the time, but it, it, it was a starting point to kind of convert. So um, you really, you got to be ready to address those issues. And at that time, I was ready to address them. And I, I'm never looking back, man. It's I'm having a blast doing what I'm doing cool. right now. Cool. Obviously, yeah, there's days that, like everyone, you're up yeah. for 10 and you're down for two. That's just the nature of the business. But yeah, um, it's been a... Every day I wake up being grateful. Every day I'm surprised what I can accomplish. And it's not even like on a cocky side of it. It's just, I, like I said, I never would imagine what I'm doing. Yeah. And number three is there's a lot more people out there than that are looking for avenues of help and ways to escape that entertainment or vice versa or, or ways to, you know, like they watch you succeed. They want to know how did you do it or vice versa. How can you help them? Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the comedy is not only, like you said, the entertainment aspect of it, but there are studies that, and I'm not going to mention Patchy Adams. I, I, I'm a John Waters fan and, and John Waters hates Patchy Adams. And there's, uh, and, I, and my understanding is that the real Patch Adams was not a fan of that movie for reasons that I that I won't get into this not being a movie podcast. Uh, yeah. But, but um, so that's probably not the best example for me to be using. But no, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> using. I mean, yeah, that, um, it kind of is because I'm no, I mean, at, in terms in terms of that, that specific movie. But um, I'm going to use Robin Williams for a great example. Okay. 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 So he's one of my influences, and it's not so much the bad part about it but when you're going down this journey you understand you could see that he's prime example of it that people that have stuff behind the scenes but yet he can escape it and use the reality and use the comedy of it he was free to use his comedy and he didn't even care and and that's i kind of view my influence like back on the influence like i look at one side where it's like larry the cable guy is my extreme right yeah yeah and then rob williams is on my extreme left and then i find the gray space in the middle yeah. So it's like, where can I wedge in the middle? Yeah. The thing, well, the thing I've always liked about Robin Williams is that he always, you know, that thing about Bruce Willis, where when he's bald, it's going to be a good movie. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. same thing with Robin Williams. With, but with Robin Williams, it's like, okay, does he have a beard in the movie? Or does, there's like certain specific nuances that tip you off if it's going to be a good movie. 
you know, like Awakenings or with, you know, Dead Poet Society or Goodwill Hunting. And the, I think those are the ones where he's got a beard. Uh, the ones, you know, comparable with like the, the, the Bruce Willis rule. And same with Robin Williams. And so, so when, when I knock, when I knock Patchy Adams, not because I don't think it's a good movie, it is. Um, it's just that I sort of knock it um, lovingly because there's been a lot of criticisms behind the scenes about the movie. Um, not necessarily that it's not a good movie, which it is. Um, but the, like I said, the, the, but the, the, um, the comedy thing though, I mean, that is, I mean, because there are studies that, that show if someone is watching, you know, say the Blues Brothers or Mar the Marx Brothers or you know, Blazing Saddles or, you know, what have you, and they're watching, <laughs> and, they're watching and they're watching that, an airplane versus watching Saw or watching the conjuring the ones who are watching the blues brothers and an airplane and, and whatnot they're the ones who typically are going to feel better about i mean and that's and that's partially anecdotal that's but partially also every few months because you, you see a story about that like every few months there's like some new study saying oh you know another new survey from well not a survey but a study out of university of wherever studying a sampling of 50 people or not even i think it's close to like what i've seen it's like a, a sampling of like 100 people or 200 people who are watching the marx brothers animal crackers and you have another sampling who's watching you know saw part five and it's like okay which which sampling feels better at the end of the movie and it's the ones watching the comedies who always feel better yeah and i just people on your pod didn't realize how much I was dancing when you said the word blazing saddles. But uh, the only reason is, is that that movie's and uh, we're on a movie pod and I'm ready yeah. in left field already. But um, I think that's where super troopers came from because yeah. the reason for it, Mel Brooks was so good yeah. at how to lay stuff. And I'm going to use Gene Wilder too, but like those yeah. two were so locked and loaded, just like Dan and, uh, Jim Belushi or John Belushi and uh, they made magic because they had the ability to escape reality yeah and, well, uh, and they were escaping and they were escaping reality but they also were able to put commentary in the escape from reality so you'd be escaping it but you wouldn't fully be escaping it which, they, which is awesome they had that attitude, kind of, which I love. Is I'm gonna bring it, yeah, and I'm gonna say thank, and I'm gonna apologize later. Like, and Blazing Saddles is such under that, like Blues Brothers and all these uh -huh. Animal Houses, where they're they're phenomenal comedy, but sometimes they get very controversy just because of stuff that occurred in there. Yeah, exactly. It, people just need to watch Blazing Saddles and just bypass the, the controversy side of it because it is a comical genius movie. <laughs> and that's and that's probably going to be on a future episode. I, I undoubtedly, because that's one that I that I, I've been watching lately, and I know some other people have been watching it as well. So undoubtedly, that may be a future episode. Oh man, I've seen that movie drunk so many times. I've seen that movie sober <laughs> so many times. It, it's it's. Oh man, I don't even. I can go on for hours and hours of that movie. It just, it's, 
Blues Brothers, Animal House, Blazing Saddles, all the Harold Ramesses, all the John uh, Landis or whatever the the SNL stuff. It it all is in that window, and yeah. it's just it's a slap happy comedy. They yeah. you know have they make it as fine art. They don't look at it as controversy. They have that zero you know zero you know what attitude behind yeah, it yeah yeah and, and um it's just it's for pure entertainment definitely now let me see on that point and this is slightly related to mental health but but slightly not um are you partial to the notion that comedy and i'm referring to like comedy movies not necessarily yep. comedy yep. but comedy movies that comedy movies are sort of struggling right now or that they're having like uh you know what I mean? Because there was a time when there'd be more comedies showing. And I say showing general sense of the word, not in, in the COVID era where it's, you know, waiting for, but, but I, cause I remember growing up, there would be like, like every movie showing would be like a comedy, whether like R rated or PG 13 or whatever. And now today, it's like, I must have to like stop and think, okay, what, what did I see recently? That's a, a, a comedy. I know, um, you know, the, there was that Andy Samberg one that was like this Groundhog Day retread, but that was more like, not quite comedy comedy, but. I think the closest that would actually, and it's a, it was a dual team. I think the closest that came to that level, but they backed off for some odd reason is, um, Will Ferrell and uh, the guy like uh, crap stepbrothers. I can't think of who's oh, the other name. Oh, yeah. the, uh, jo- um, I know who you mean. The guy who was in Boogie Nights. Um, John- yeah, with the curly hair. And yeah, all. yeah, that was. Yeah, so I think those were the, and it's really funny because it's SNL based, and all, all these rascal characters all went through SNL for some odd reason. And I don't know if that's a landing spot for it, but uh, honestly, to answer your question, yes, because, and this is the reason why, and I'm not going to get too left or right or down the middle. I think everyone's afraid that there's going to be a lawsuit or they're afraid that they're going to get shot or they're afraid that they're going to get blacklisted for trying to escape that bubble. And, and Chappelle, Dave Chappelle pretty much answered it straight out. He's like, I came out and said, this is who I am. If you don't yeah. like it, this is what I'm going to do. Don't listen to me pretty much. But yeah, yeah, he said like the Kevin Hart's, the boys, like the, the big ones, they're mm-hmm. so afraid to walk that fine line because they know that within two seconds, the media can take it away from them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, exactly. so they're not getting past their boundaries and making it great like you know eddie murphy's and whatever yeah because a comedy is a performing art i mean it it is it is art it's it's performing art and and i mentioned that uh specifically because one of the things that i've mentioned on on the show before and i'll mention it now and i'll undoubtedly mention it in the future is art that's the form of art therapy it's it's therapeutic in a lot of ways and for those who are going through a rough time, um, whether it's bipolar, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, that level of art therapy, and, and I, so I, I, will, I will call a lot of comedy therapy because it is in a way, um, that's something that is beneficial to a lot of people. It is the best natural drug you can have. 
Exactly. And I don't even want to use the term drug. It's it's a natural high that kicks in and obviously it's been a long time since I've been on stage since high school and all that stuff, but it's I do want to return to a stage and, you know, go live with some of the stuff, but it's an anyone that's been in any of the window of entertainment, comedy, bands, whatever that they're just something to have in that natural audience. Yeah. Or vice versa, going to it, going to the show and seeing that natural audience respond to where it just kind of just lets you, you know, take it out. Yeah. And and I would rather have someone causing offense and getting it out of their system versus bottling it up and keeping it inside. That's something, and I know I'll probably get some hate mail when I say that, uh, but I would rather have them, because that's essentially what you're, you're processing some information, you're, you're getting it out, out of your system. And that's a large part of why we've got a stigma around mental illness is that there's a, a lot of uh, taboo in a way about, oh, we well, can't say this. And so why not allow that avenue through comedy to talk about it. And if someone is offended, let them be offended. <laughs> it's, it's that, gonna, that's my it, attitude. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tear off and answer how I feel <laughs> on this. And it's not I'm not opinionated or nothing. It's just yeah. you got two avenues, people that keep it in, the people that let it out. I was a person that like my temperament tends to hold it in. So like yeah. that will that temperament and all that stuff so the more i held it in the worse my life got yeah because you don't have that sake of freedom to let it out now transitioning and you know straighten my life up getting correct food all that it's a full routine that you have to be 100 percent committed to but all that once you have that that point where you kind of cross that transition or the bridge into letting it out um your life becomes so more free and it's, yeah. I'm not even going to like sound like a preacher here. I always say this, but it's like, you're so free. And all of a sudden it's like, you cross that bubble. Yeah. We have struggles. I get it. You know, yeah. We're going to fall back yeah. on our, you know, back It's life. You know, it's, I'm not a hundred percent healthy every day. I can tell you that much, but it's like your anxiety and all that stuff just goes away because you're, you're like, you don't care about uh, people's opinion anymore. And it, the biggest, the biggest thing, reason why you have it in is because you're afraid of people's opinion. Yeah. And once you get past that point where you just, you know, like I said, zero Fs, yeah. and we're, keep, we're keeping it clean here. Once you develop that attitude, night, you know, as a positive way, a lot of that darkness kind of disappears because yeah. you're, you're addressing and you're naturally healing yourself. Yeah. And what you're talking about is, I've heard it say, expressed in different ways, but what you're talking about at the end of the day is living authentically and living honestly and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and all and all that that um that i've heard about that's what you're talking about living authentically yeah and my now going through the struggles and now being where i'm at i think that to be honest i have i think my whole crowd and all that stuff for my show i literally want to reach and hug everyone but of it is i think it's because i'm authentic i'm real um on the other end but i tell everyone straight out that reaches to me i'm like I got an open book, you know, dig through all yeah. you want, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing I won't say in there and that's financial stuff and that can stay out, but <laughs> just the, the deep down, um, health needness, how to be positive, how to be all that stuff that dude, I have an open book. Like you can dig through 300 pages in my mind. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, 
I under, I'm past, I, I'm happy of my past and what it caused. So, uh, or cause or what it created, we're going to use the term created instead. But um, yeah, I think what it is, is once you realize that your life's an open book and you're healthy, you're healed from your past, mm-hmm. you can live authentic and you can be real and you can portray yourself. Definitely. And, and that's one of the things that ideally I want to let people know listening to, um, to the podcast. You know, I, I know a lot of people might be going through a hard time. There might be some people who are, who are not having a hard time and some who are kind of like in the middle, you know, some who might have like a roller coaster um, sort of week or a roller coaster day or even a roller coaster month or, or a year. And um, so, yeah, that's something that uh, at the end of the day, um, that's something that, that I, I, I want to remind everyone listening that there, there is hope and there is, um, even if you're not 100%, you can still be authentic and still um, work towards that, that recovery. Yeah, and, and I'm going to, I just had a brain fart here when I looked yeah. at it this way, but I think what it is is, you find yourself and you find your collaboration. You finally mold through everything. You get past this, you know, the naysayer, the society and all that. We can go down that whole Avenue, but I'm not afraid of being upfront with the t-shirt on and jeans because that's me. Um, Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to use Eric Thomas, for example, anyone that hasn't listened to Eric Thomas on podcast, he's a dude from the street. He brings it from the street. He's so authentic and real and he's a high school dropout and he's talks on the stage. He's very smart individual, very phenomenal guy, but he brings it to you at comic basic, you know, like common sense terms. And people are like, how, what? That's so easy. That's super relatable. It's like, (laughs) cause 'cause he's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the route that I'm trying to portray or not even portray. That's the route I'm blending into because yeah, I'm very smart and, but I learn my life lessons and everything. I can't learn from a book. I have to learn by doing. So exactly. like the more, the more I do, the more I learn, the more I get back up. And it's just don't focus on the book, people. Uh, go out, make a mess, and figure out how to fix it. And then along the way, you're going to address things in your past that you never knew were there. Definitely, and yeah. And you're going to experience a lot better experience with life. Yeah, and 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 it's it's a lifelong process, and it's and and it can be fun. I mean, the, the, when I say lifelong process, it doesn't mean that it can't be fun, because because it can be fun, like that sense of discovering stuff about your, you. You know, I sometimes, well, not sometimes, but I, I like discovering new stuff about myself, and that's sort of come with the recovery part of it, but. I mean, who doesn't like, I mean, I know there's people who don't like it, but isn't that a cool thing? I mean, discovering new stuff that, 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 that you like, and, 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 you know, that, that's, a, that's the coolest feeling. Well, let me see it. And, and I'm just going to toot my horn here for the last month. Yeah. But like, I went to Colorado a month ago and building up to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You never know how the experience of true freedom when you get out there, because yeah. obviously, you know, I climbed a 11,000 foot peak or whatever it was, but just experience of getting out of your circle, purposely trying to get out of your yeah. circle. Um, I was trying to zip line over a canyon, but that, yeah, it wasn't the good time to do it. <laughs> it, it was like 35 mile an hour winds and the canyon was, yeah. you know, like the rope. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it's, I was so building up to get out of my comfort zone and try to do it because, like I said, it goes back to my why. Tomorrow you could wake up being six feet under 
not, you know, whatever, like tomorrow's yeah. not given. So enjoy it today while you can. Yeah. Now, has your why changed at all? Or has it been the same why for the most part? Um, it evolved along the years. Uh, my 20s, my why was trying to, you know, I do it because I want to impress people and <laughs> prove people wrong. That's a lot of inner drive. Um, but of it, it converted to now, instead of proving people wrong, it converted to not being a statistic. So with that crossover to like not being a statistic, I choose life. And that's the number one thing I'm going to tell you guys right now, straight out listeners choose life. Definitely. Keep it simple. Um, once you kind of reflect on it and you see that all of a sudden, like I said, you become a, you don't want to become a statistic. All of a sudden that motor even kicks into hyperspeed because you're like, it's like, okay, instead of going, okay, Hey, what can I get now? It switches. It goes, okay, who can I help? And you become like my why converted to more of like a non-selfish way to more of like a selfless way. Cool. Cool. Well, um, is there anything that, that I didn't ask you that, that, that you wanted to mention or that, that I, um, that I didn't ask you about? Um, actually, yeah. So you want me to just let everyone know about the social media stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, that, yeah, definitely mention that. Okay. So what we're going to do guys, uh, I am the host of the podcast. Seas get degrees, which is on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, the major, all, That's the, on major, all, the, all the major ones. Then. All the major cool. ones. Yep. Cool. Um, typically the episode would bounce or drop every Friday. So it kind of pumps you up for the weekend, but of it though, I'm starting to get more content based. So it's going to be, you know, Tuesday, I might add a Tuesday in there here, here and there, but, uh, this next week we're going to be dropping a few with social media stuff, but, I'm going to be converting my brand into a little bit of clothing lines some swag is what street people would say. Um, yeah. but you're going to be noticing my brand a little bit more on my social media stuff, which is at chat, uh, at the chat M Smith on Instagram. Uh, the podcast is at C's get degrees, um, tag too. You're going to be seeing it more blend into more of, uh, personal development, self-help and all that stuff here. So you're going to be seeing me on the circuit, uh, speaking circuit here pretty quick here. Uh, we have a summit coming up October 2nd or uh, 4th through the 6th. It's called Mind and Strength Summit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking at um, a girl named Larney, uh, L-A-A-R-N-I, Malvi. Mm -hmm. um, she's putting up a big uh, powerlifting type summit here. So I'm going to be speaking at that. Um, of it though, yeah, you're going to be seeing me uh, grinding away, having some fun, doing some podcasting. Obviously, like I said, I'm going to get my logos and stuff up there. So you're going to be seeing it kind of, kind of converting in some swag stuff. but. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely will keep it out for you and, and give, give, give the podcast a listen. The C's get degrees. Yeah. And it, it, it's a different, I, I try to focus on the realness every week. So like I open up with rock and roll music guys, like I open up, like someone's gonna, it's like, you're listening to 30 seconds of ACDC. It's just boom. Oh, let's go. Cool. It's just ding, ding, ding. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I try to keep it loose improv, like I said on this, um, but I, I really want emphasis on the realness and keep it at that street level to where it, like I can have all kinds of different listeners listen to it and cool. understand and be relatable um, with the realness of not being PC rated. I mean, that's the only thing that's popping in yeah, my mind. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was, um, so C's get degrees. Um, now I did want to, um, 
Yeah, so I'm drawing a brain fart today as well. Today, it's been that, that kind of day. Um, yeah, so as, as we wind down then, um, I did want to just give a, a I know um, there's a, a couple of resources I did want to mention to everyone that there's uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, NAMI, N-A-M-I, uh, their website, uh, nami.org. And there's also Mental Health America at mhanational.org. And there's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And so, um, Ted, thank you for um, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, and definitely I'm going to add two things here because I forgot it because my brain works. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys, any of you guys that are afraid to seek help or whatever, just Take the word straight out, choose life, strap it on your door. And every time you walk outside, you're going to see the word choose life. And then secondly, um, cancer is big in my family too. So whatever you guys need to do, go see some doctors and stuff to make sure you're perfectly healthy and ready to go. It don't matter if it's holistic doctors or regular doctors, just go out and uh, try to make yourself as healthy as possible. So just be on top of everything. Life is life. It's going to hit you like a freaking train, but um, just enjoy it. Have fun with it. Be loose, be fun, be happy, be you know, yourself, so. And, and choose life. Choose life. Choose life, definitely. Because we want all of you to, to be safe and, um, and, and to, um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, stay safe, everyone, and um, talk with you next time. Uh, bye. Thank you, man. Deuces. Bye.